We are going to actually recognize our seniors. So we're going to do that first today. But before we do, what I want to do is introduce our youth leaders. So those of you visiting will know who the youth leaders are. Those of you that are not visiting, you can still know who they are. That's fine. So first up, I'm going to introduce David and Jenny Albright. They're kind of the head of our youth group, our, our, our leader leaders. Like I say, David's going to be doing the, the sermon today. Next is my wife, Amanda. I want to give her a proper in introduction and describe her. She is a very lucky woman, first of all. That's how we just call her. We just call her lucky. But she's actually a very patient and understanding person. She puts up with me. We've been married for I don't know how many years, but a long time, so that takes a lot of patience. Next, I'm going to ask Tim and Jess Dumas to come up. They are our music folks. They're very musically inclined. I have been trying to dig my way into that 412 band. I can play a kazoo like nobody, but they say that doesn't really fit what they're doing, but I keep, I'm going to keep trying it. One day, y'all going to see me up here doing a solo kazoo act. It's going to be awesome, I'm, I'm sure. Next, I would introduce to you is Corey and Megan Cooper. They are not here. They have a sick youngling, so they will not be with us today, but they're... they're just to know, Megan's always saying, Chris is old enough to be my dad. That's all she says. And she's right. i got a son older than her, but it's a little inappropriate. In the middle of a theater, she's like, Chris, you're so old, you're old enough to be my dad. All the time. So I'm going to ground her. That's why she's not here today. <laughs> and, then, and then last but not least, we've got two interns. We call them interns. Two young ladies, Lori Albright and Emily Roberts, to come up. They are, uh, they're the bridge between us old folks and the youth. They, they've been a great addition to the team, and they're always there being, working hard and doing all the things that either we don't want to do or can't do. So this is our youth group leaders, so we are thankful to have them. We enjoy working with the kids. And with that, just if, if you are visiting or didn't know about our youth group, we would love to have your kids if they're between going into seventh grade through the 12th grade, okay? We meet on Wednesday nights from 6.30 to 8. Um, we do a few trips each year. We usually do three trips. Next summer, we're going to Colorado, so that's an exciting trip. Long way to go. Long, way, long time to put up with a bunch of kids, but we have done it many times, and it's been a good trip. And we've brought them all back pretty much alive, and, and it's been good. So with that, we're going to introduce our seniors. Uh, first up, I'm going to introduce Andrew Eubanks. Andrew, come on up. You, this young man is like a son to me. I mean, not my son, but somebody's son, I'm pretty sure. I, I don't like him that much, but I, I feel like he's somebody's son. So we're glad he's part of the group. And in fact, when he's coming up, I'll tell you, his dad is actually my best friend, and it brought me to church here. He's the one who invited me to church here, so without him, I may never have met my wife, gotten married. That's why she doesn't like him, because she holds him accountable for that. She holds him completely accountable. Next is Emily Rouse. Emily? Uh, I'm sorry, Rebecca. I said Emily. I'm changing her name officially. It's Rebecca Rouse. Sorry, Rebecca. I, obviously, and I don't know Rebecca or family real good, and I think they want to keep it that way, but I've heard great things, <laughs> great things about them. Now, before I say do you know karate? Because I'm afraid she's facing a karate. Okay, good. <laughs> We're safe. Just in case, you stand beside her. Because you protect me. You're my protector. But we're... Today, we're only going to recognize two seniors, but the fact is, it doesn't matter if it's two or 200. Our message and, and our prayer is the same, that they are, are 
grounded in the Word of God, that they know the tasks that are ahead of them, that they are always diligent to be studying in the Word, that they're grounded in the Word, and that when obstacles come up, because they're, as they get into this next stage of life, they're going to face more and more obstacles and challenges and just deceptions by, the, by Satan. And our hope and prayer is that they will be grounded in the Word and they will know how to respond to those challenges before they come up. Because if you wait until the challenge hits you, you may respond the wrong way. So you need to be prepared on how you're going to respond before they, they come up, because they absolutely will. So that's our prayer today. We love these guys, even if I call her Emily. I mean, I, I think it's nothing wrong with that. You can change her name. It's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Rebecca, though, I'm sorry. But we, we just want to make sure that these kids, young adults, we wanted to give them a token, of, show our token of our appreciation and love for them from the church by giving them a, a John MacArthur study Bible. We hope that they just wear that thing out and study it for many years to come. And with that, we're going to ask that Dr. Hughley come up and close this part of the sermon with, uh, with a prayer for these two graduating seniors. What an honor and responsibility is ours as a church to remember these and the other young people who under the guidance of the persons standing before us today. <clears throat> With that in mind, I'm going to ask these who are on the platform to join hands together as a symbol of our unity in Christ and our corporate backing of these two for whom we are praying today. Shall we pray? Our Father, we bow this morning to you, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the great three in one, which we cannot fathom this side of eternity. But we believe in you, Lord, as a loving creator God, one who provided salvation for mankind that through simple faith and trust in your Son, we can have forgiveness of sin and eternal life. We praise and thank you, Father, for all of the efforts that have been put forth, especially by those standing before us, but inclusive, Lord, of parents and grandparents and others of our church family and beyond who have poured their lives into these two today. Thank you for them. And thank you for our church that stands for your word and a savior and one that proposes and advocates growing in the Lord. We petition you this day, Lord, for these two as they're entering a new phase of their lives, that they will be guided by your Holy Spirit. We remember the words of young Samuel this morning who said, Speak, thy servant is listening. We remember also the words of others in Scripture who said, Here am I, send me, Isaiah Vole. And may these two especially heed the instruction of the verse that was pictured before us a few moments ago. We pray that these two will indeed be an example of believers in all of the things the Apostle Paul listed.
this is an evil age and we are beckoned by your word, Lord, to be good examples in our word, our conversation, our purity of life, our influence upon others. Thank you for the accomplishments of these before us, the time that parents have spent, and even teachers in the public schools and other places that have had an influence in their lives, the grandparents, maybe uncles and aunts, and others who've had an influence for good in their lives. Now, Father, guide them by your spirit. Help them to know the way that the Lord has for them and enable them to remember the instruction of Solomon of old in all thy ways. Acknowledge him and he will direct your pathway. Thank you, Lord, that your prayer hearing and answering God. And again, we praise and thank you for all that you have done and continue to do through these standing before us. And as Jesus tears in his coming, may there be times in the future we can stand and pray for other young people who have been influenced for good by personnel in our church. And we pause to remember each phase of the service this morning. Thank you for what has transpired thus far and what is yet to follow. May it all bring glory and honor to our gracious King, Lord and Sovereign and coming King. And we pray, O oh Lord, with John, the beloved apostle of old, even so come, Lord Jesus Christ, for it is in your blessed name that we pray with thanksgiving. And all of God's people said, Amen. Good morning. You guys can all stand with us. We are so excited to worship with you this morning.
can I have a seat? I'm going to read. Um, oh, thank you. I'm going to read a little bit of scripture uh, right before we do this last song. First um, Peter 1, 3 through 5. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his great mercy has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to obtain an inheritance which is imperishable and undefiled and will not fade away, reserved in heaven for you, who are protected by the power of God through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time.
who do you believe the person of Jesus Christ to be? That's a tough question. He's the main guy for Christianity, I guess. He's cool. Jesus Christ. Who is he to you? He's just Jesus, man. I don't know. He's just, this is a cool guy, man. He's awesome. A carpenter from 2,000 years ago. A Jew, definitely. And yeah, he was a reformer, but I don't believe him to be the Messiah at all. Now, who do you believe Jesus Christ to be? Ooh, I don't believe in Jesus Christ. I mean, I believe he existed, um, but I believe that he might have been like a rock star, like, you know, pretty cool. Like maybe people thought he was super cool, but I don't believe in him as like a religious force. He's a person in history. That's all. It's a comfy story that probably makes people feel secure. Who do I believe Jesus Christ to be? Like, what kind of question is that? Who is, is, he, to, is he anything to you at all? Or what's your thoughts? I mean, he's a religious figure. He uh, had, I mean, he obviously had a good message to send. I don't know if I, he's not my savior, but he's, he was a good guy, for sure. Jesus Christ to be. I think Jesus Christ pretty much is um, who you believe yourself to be. I think Jesus Christ was a magician. I mean, he studied, you know, he studied in the Far East. Kind of like David Blaine, but like he had way cooler tricks. He's a dead man um, who um, had an enormous impact on the world. Right? Uh, said a lot of wise things um, and uh, was the man of his time. He's like God that you can talk to, I guess. Like, yeah, like that. Yeah, God that you can talk, to. You can talk to. I mean, when I pray, I pray, I just say like God. And they say, like, thank you, Jesus. But, yeah, I think that they're both kind of listening. It's kind of like a conference call. <laughs> Who do you believe Jesus Christ to be? Jesus Christ? Uh, I don't know, the Savior? <laughs> Guy from history. Who is Jesus Christ? John McCain is Jesus Christ. I, I believe in the historic personage of Jesus, but I don't, I don't really buy into the water and to wine. A person, a historical figure, that's it. To me, he's a guy that I guess he, he started a, a thing with some people and uh, yeah, I mean, I guess it turned into something he didn't intend and uh, you know, that sucks, but um, you know, he meant, he meant well. I think Jesus Christ is everybody. Everybody? Um, yeah. I don't know. I think everyone, I think that everyone has a little bit of Jesus in them or God or something like that. No, I believe in God, but I don't know who it is. I just think, I just think it's, it's someone uh, above us, you know. Jesus Christ is, I mean, obviously a very important historical figure, but for me, that's kind of where it ends. He definitely did not die for my sins. Mm -hmm. Maybe existed. I don't believe that he's going to save me or any of this sort, but I don't mind that other people believe that. I don't believe in Jesus Christ. I don't believe there is such a person. I actually don't know yet. Um, it's just something that I'm still trying to figure out exactly what I believe in and what, me, what it really means to me to even have a religion right now. with grateful hearts because, Lord, we know who Jesus Christ is.
I pray, Lord, that you would help us as we examine your word today. Lord, that you would help us to stay focused on you. And Lord, that your truth would be proclaimed. And we ask these things in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Who is Jesus Christ? As you can see, that question creates a lot of different reactions from people. And um, you know, I think that we, being in the Bible Belt, a lot of times we assume that, that people know who Jesus Christ is. That's just an assumption that we have, but as you've seen from this video, uh, it produces a lot of different reactions, and people do not know who he is. You know, I was thinking before I got up here that this video for believers in Jesus Christ, it's like a State of the Union address, especially in the South, because we assume that people know who he is. So we really shouldn't be surprised that um, man's ignorance of Jesus Christ. As a matter of fact, um, in Ecclesiastes 1.9, it says that there's nothing new under the sun. Nothing new under the sun. So when Jesus Christ came into the world, the world did not know who he was. So the one who came into the world, the people did not even know who Jesus Christ was. In John 1.10, it says, He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. Every person that has ever lived, and every person that is in this room, you are in either one of two categories. Either you know Jesus Christ, or you don't know Jesus Christ. It's that simple. Every person that has ever lived is in one of those two categories. So if you're here today, and you don't know Jesus Christ, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, I pray that he may reveal himself to you today. That by the power of the Holy Spirit and the preaching of his word, that your heart would be convicted and that he would open your eyes and open your ears and by his grace you would believe. That's my hope. That if you don't know him, that that's what he would do today. And for those of you here in the room that do know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, true born-again believers in Jesus Christ, for those of you that know Him, I pray that you might have a deeper understanding of the magnitude of who He is. That by the proclaiming of the truth of Him today, that we might be stirred up and encouraged, and that you would take action on his behalf. You know, we don't have to go to the streets to find out who Jesus Christ is. We don't have to go to the streets. We can go to his word, and so that's what we're going to do. Jesus Christ is the image of the invisible God. Colossians. In Colossians we read, In whom we have redemption through His blood, even the forgiveness of sins, who is the image of the invisible God, 
the firstborn of every creature. Jesus Christ is the Creator. For by Him were all things created that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by Him and for Him. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. And my question is, how many people realize that Jesus Christ is the Creator? When we watched that video, did you hear anybody proclaim that Jesus Christ is the Creator? You know, a few weeks ago, and I had said this to our youth group, I was getting my hair cut, and there's this sweet lady that cuts my hair, and I had been studying, you know, Thad gave me the opportunity, and it's an honor for me to get up here. I don't feel worthy at all. I'm just one of you guys. But I've been studying, and this is kind of what the Lord's put on our heart, is to proclaim who Jesus Christ is. And so I've been studying, and I'm talking to the lady that cuts my hair, and I mentioned to her, we get into some spiritual conversations, and I mentioned to her that Jesus Christ was the Creator. And she goes, no, He is not. And I said, yes, ma'am, he is. And she goes, no, Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And I said, yes, ma'am, he is the Son of God, but he's also the Creator as well. So that kind of made an impact on me, just thinking people, do they really know who he is? Jesus Christ is the Creator. Jesus Christ is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the Almighty. I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. Jesus Christ is the head of the church, and He is before all things, and by Him all things consist. And He is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things He might have the preeminence. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. So Jesus Christ is the head of the church. If you know Jesus Christ, then you're part of the body of Christ. Do we even think about that on a regular basis? I know we that have been in a good Bible-believing, te Bible-teaching Bible church like this, we, we know that Jesus Christ is the head of the church, but do we realize that we're connected to the body and that He's at the head? Jesus Christ is the manifestation of God in the flesh. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the Spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory. Jesus Christ is God revealed in the flesh. That's how we know who God is. He's God in the flesh. Jesus Christ as I am. Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, before 
Abraham was, I am, I'm sure many of us, if you've been around for a while, how many people have you talked to that say, well, Jesus Christ never claimed to be God? You ever heard that before? Well, the person or the people who tell you that Jesus Christ never claimed to be God, they're either lying or they've never read their Bible. Because throughout the entire Bible, Jesus Christ proclaimed that He and the Father were one. So yes, before Abraham was, I am. Jesus Christ is the true God in eternal life. And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding that we may know we may know Him that is true. We are in Him that is true. Even in His Son, Jesus Christ, this is the true God and eternal life. Jesus Christ is Emmanuel. Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call His name Emmanuel, which being interpreted, interpreted as God with us. I got a bunch of these, by the way. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. You know, several years ago, I had an opportunity. My wife can tell you that if a Jehovah's Witness or a Mormon is around, she says that my mouth starts watering, but I cannot keep quiet if I run into one, and years ago, I was talking to some Jehovah's Witnesses that had approached me, and I was talking to them about Jesus Christ being the Word, and I asked them about the deity. Who do you believe Jesus Christ is? Do you believe, did you believe that He's the Son of, Son of God, that He's God? And they didn't. And, and I brought them to John 1.1, and they got their Bible out, and in their Bible it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was a God. They inserted one word in there that the Word was a God. You know, the Jehovah's Witnesses, they, do, they deny the deity of Jesus Christ. They don't know who Jesus Christ is. Now, they're diligent to go out and work. My friend and I, Nick Parker, we meet on Friday mornings and study the Word, and the last several times, we sit in the parking lot at the gym that we work out on at, and, and a few times, these Jehovah Witnesses, they pull up, it's like six-something in the morning, and a couple of cars meeting, and they got their Bibles and stuff, and they're getting ready to go out and preach a false message about who Jesus Christ is. Jesus Christ is the Word. Jesus Christ is the light of the world. Then spake Jesus unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that follows me, follows me shall not walk in darkness, but ha shall have the light of life. Jesus Christ is the light. Jesus Christ is the rock. This scripture in Corinthians is talking about the children of Israel. And it says, Moreover, brethren, I would not that you should be ignorant how that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea. 
and were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea, and did eat all the same spiritual meat, and did all drink the same spiritual drink. For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. Jesus Christ is all throughout the Old Testament. Jesus Christ is the mediator between God and man. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. This means a lot to me, being raised in the Catholic Church, because we don't need to go to a priest. There's one mediator between God and man, and that's Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the door. I am the door. By me, if any man enters in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. You know, I was thinking about that, and I thought, you know, he's the access point. Jesus Christ is the access point to God the Father. Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus saith unto them, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. You know, in a world that preaches tolerance, the world is intolerant of true Christianity. And it's because Jesus Christ said, I'm exclusive. There's only one way, and it's through me. So as the world tolerates everything else, they will not tolerate true Christianity, which is Jesus Christ being the only way to the Father. Jesus Christ is the Son of Man, even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister. By the way, this was the verse that we had at uh, Springville Road. Similar to this verse. I think it was in Mark. And to give his life a ransom for many. He had to become a man. And so Jesus Christ is the Son of Man. Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God. And I saw and bear record that this is the Son of God. It's John the Baptist, the end of chapter 1. And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. God revealed to Peter that Jesus Christ was the Son of God. That's how he knew, because the Father revealed him. Jesus Christ is the propitiation for our sins. Herein is love, not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. He's the substitute for our sins. And when He went to the, cro when he went to the cross, He paid the price in full for our sins. So He is that substitute for our sins. Jesus Christ is the Lamb of God. 
The next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him and saith, Behold, the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. Jesus Christ is the Savior. 1 John 4.14 And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Jesus Christ is the Redeemer. And the Redeemer shall come to Zion and unto them that turn from transgression in Jacob, saith the Lord. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is every one that hangeth on a tree. He redeemed us. He's the payment in full for our sins. Jesus Christ is Lord. He is the Lord of glory. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. So Jesus Christ is master in His glory. Jesus Christ is the Messiah. This scripture here in John chapter 4 is towards the end of the chapter when Christ had the encounter with the woman at the well. And in verse 25, the woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. And then Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. It wasn't until that moment that he revealed himself to her and she believed and knew who he was. And we know that by the way the rest of the chapter goes. She went out and testified and told people, is this not the Messiah? Is this not the one? Evidently seed had been planted in her life. Here's a Samaritan, someone that the Jews had nothing to do with, but evidently the Lord had work to do in Samaria because she got saved and many other Samaritans got saved because of her testimony and then others got saved because they, Jesus stayed there for two more days. And they said, well, we believe not because of what she said, but because we have seen ourselves because the Savior was there for two days and many people heard and believed. Jesus Christ is the resurrection and the life. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone. Wherefore also it is contained in the scripture, Behold, I lay in Sion a chief cornerstone, elect, Precious, and he that believeth on him shall not be confounded. Jesus Christ is the apostle and high priest. 
Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is judgment. For the Father judgeth no man, but has committed all judgment unto the Son. No one's going to accuse me of not showing you guys Scripture. So, that way you can't disagree with what I have to say. You just have to disagree with what God's Word says. That was the safe way when Thad, when Thad asked me if I would uh, be willing to bring forth the message. I thought, well, I'm just going to bring the Word of God and that way there will be no controversy. But I'm going to run through Several more, the scripture reference is listed there. And I tried to just find scripture that dealt directly with the true identity of Jesus Christ. We're not even looking at his attributes. We're just looking at what the Bible says that who is Jesus Christ. And I'll just run through these real quick. Jesus Christ is the line of Judah. He's the root of David the root of Jesse. Jesus Christ is the first and the last. Jesus Christ is love. Jesus Christ is the Lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. Before the foundation of the world. The Lord already knew that He was going to give Himself. Awesome. He's the Advocate Jesus Christ is the last Adam. He's the new Adam. He's the bridegroom. He's the good shepherd. He's the bread of God. He's the bread of life. Jesus Christ is the foundation. He's the prince of peace. He's the great physician. Jesus Christ is the true vine. He's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Jesus Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. Jesus Christ is the gift of God. So, do we really understand all of who He is? I don't know if that's possible or not. I know that at the very end of the book of John, it says something to this effect that it could not be recorded or penned how many things that Jesus Christ did when he was here on earth that all the books of the world could not contain. And so, I don't think we can really understand all of who he is, but do you believe that the, that the more that you know about him, that that's going to affect the way that you live? the way that you represent Him, the way that you communicate Jesus Christ to other people. First Peter 3.15 But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. 
So my challenge for you guys, are you ready to give an answer of the hope that is within you? You guys have trusted 412 ministry and the people that were up here, Corey and Megan, not here. You guys have entrusted us to work with the youth in this body. And I can tell you that it's a privilege and an honor because we don't feel adequate. I know I don't feel adequate, but I can tell you this, that we are going to proclaim who Jesus Christ is and try to prepare the youth to go out into the world. And if they're asked the question, who is Jesus Christ? Maybe you won't hear some of the answers that you heard on that first video. And so, I asked uh, Joy Dolan to do a video. We talked about it when we began to study in the book of John. And that's where the Lord has led us. We're going through the book of John verse by verse to try to find out and answer this question, who is Jesus Christ? And when we showed that video, and I thought it was impactful, at, le at least it was for me, because it is the state of the union that we're in. But I said, you know, we ought to do a video at the end. You know, at the end of the study. Well, we're not at the end of the study. We're 21 lessons in, and we just finished chapter 4, started 5. But, but I asked Joy to do a video, and we're going to end it with uh, this video that Joy did. Who is Jesus Christ? Jesus is the definition of perfection. Jesus Christ is the creator. He is our savior. Um, he is our kind of our advocate with God. He uh, he's covered the sins of this world. Jesus is God's son. He sent down to die on the cross to save us from our sins. The son of God. Jesus Christ is salvation and the reason we have sanctification through him. Jesus Christ is the perfect sacrifice and the only sacrifice that could ever be enough for my sinful ways. He's the lamb who shed his blood for us. Who is Jesus Christ? He's a good, good father who loves us. He's my savior and he's the epitome of love. My savior. Well, on the most basic level, he's the savior. And in order to enter heaven, you have to believe in him. And on a more complicated level, He's someone that you should look up to and that you should follow. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, the Lord and Savior. He's the Savior of all men. He, he's perfect in every way. 